Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. How many know that God is fighting for us? How many know that we will not be defeated? Hallelujah. And are you going to shout it out? Somebody give the Lord a shout. We will live. Somebody say, I will live. I will not die. The enemy is defeated. And I will shout it out. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Before we go ahead, I need you to lift your hands and begin to talk to God. Today, I want you to speak to God about your family. Tell him, Lord, oh yes, may the enemy be defeated concerning my home concerning my family in the mighty name of Jesus that every member of my family will end up in heaven oh I don't know how but my prayer is that you will send somebody to my household oh yes as I go Somebody lift your hand and remember your family remember your aunties remember your uncles remember them Lift your voice and begin to talk to God. That Lord, I commit my parents. I commit my father. I commit my mother, my uncles, my aunties, my brothers and sisters, my siblings, Lord. Oh, yes, my friends, those you love. Somebody lift your voice. I want to hear you call on God. It's a prayer answering God. God answer prayers. He answers. He answers. Lift your voice and call on him. Marco Sante. Hey, Yabarababa, Koto Sante, Lima Huta, Hey, Yamamalimoso, Tima Hata, Moshando Teba Hata, Hey, Yabarababa, Rimomorubu, Sunte Lima Ho, Yamamamama to Sese, Mota Bando Rondili Bibi, Ayando Roboribo, Libabaribo, Sante, Mota Bando, Rimo Suta, Hey, Yabando Roca Barababe, Ayande Cabando Rondili Bibi. Eando robo kibarababa Eando robo ribo kibaraba Eh kabaribo liba kimo sobo kiba Ayando robo ribosa Eh yabaribo libaraba ya Ayando rondi libebe libebe Mo kabando se kabando rondi lima huta Eh yapaka sante Hallelujah Amen and amen Second Timothy chapter 1 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12. Are you there? And 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse number 12. Can we read it together? One go. For the weight cause, I also suffer these things. 
Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Are you ashamed? For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hallelujah. Are you persuaded that God is able to keep that which you commit unto his hands? Sometimes you save your money in FMB or APSA or CapTech or Standard Bank. You have money there, but you take your ATM card and you go to the ATM machine and they will say, I'm sorry. Ha, ha, have you been there before? Not that you did not have money. Your pin is right. You remember your pin. Most people have forgotten their pins because there's no money in their account. That's also okay. But this time you know your pin and you have money there. But the, the place that you have entrusted your money into, they will say that I'm sorry. And sometimes even to get your own money, you need to be in a queue. And sometimes you sign, they say your signature is different from what you sign, the first one. Hallelujah. But I know somebody. Hallelujah. Bible says he's able to keep that which we commit unto his hands. In other words, I have not seen anyone going to bank to withdraw money when he doesn't save with the bank. You cannot expect God to keep that which you have not committed unto his hands. This is one of the things that many people accuse God of. I mean, God knows I'm suffering. God knows I'm, I'm not well. God knows. If I came into your room and brought your bed into your kitchen and took the microwave and the stove and all the things in the kitchen to your bedroom and began to change, how many will be angry? I dare not do that. So our lives are, God has given us a will and he's given us a mind. A will means you can choose and a mind, okay, means you can think. So if you don't call God to intervene, you cannot accuse him. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, the earth is given to man. The earth is, it belongs to man. He created the earth. It's a physical world. God is a spirit. That is why even when he wanted to intervene, Jesus had to become a man. He had to be born of a woman. Hallelujah. In order to be able to legally come here and be of help. In the same way, no matter what you are going through, no matter how difficult it is with your family, if you don't call on God concerning it, you don't need to expect God to do anything. Are you there? So this morning, I want us to call on God. I want you to lift your voice for a very short time. You want to call on God concerning your family, concerning your very life, concerning. You can commit your very life into the hands of God. That Lord, Bible says, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. Do you know who you have believed? It's the living God. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I need you to lift your hands, commit your very life into the hands of God. Tell him the Lord, till I see you face to face in heaven, may I not backslide. 
till we I see my parents, all of them, oh yes, becoming born again, receiving Jesus Christ, let them not die. Oh yes, lift your voice and lift your hand and somebody commit, commit it, commit it unto the hands of God. Go ahead, go ahead. Mokaya, Sole, Muta, Andelebobo, Kibalaba, Suntama, Kuta, Eyabariande, Limuhuta, Jesus, Makoteza. Oh yes, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, somebody open your mouth and begin to pray begin to pray. You are in a charismatic church. You cannot pray in your mind. Speak it out. Somebody lift your voice, lift your hand and call on God and say, Lord, I commit my very life. I commit my very life. Oh, yes, Lord, till I die, may I stand before you. Till I die, may I serve you. Till I die, may I love you. Till I die, Oh, yes, Lord, let my going out and my coming in be organized by you. May you lead me on the path of righteousness. I commit my very lives unto your hands. I commit my profession. I commit my calling, my ministry, my future, my church members, Lord. From the little one to the greatest, Lord. I commit the student. I pray for the single ladies. And Lord, I pray ah, for the men, Lord. Ah, for the single guys, Lord. Father, I leave the mothers and I leave the fathers. Oh, yes, Lord. Lord, oh God. I pray for the leaders. I pray for the shepherds. I pray, oh God, ah, for the lonely guys and I pray for the lonely ladies. Lord, intervene. Do something new. Oh, yes, oh Lord, and we pray oh, for our biological families as well. Our parents, Lord. Our siblings, Lord. Our aunties, our uncles, Lord. We leave them before you. Lord, let salvation be their portion. Deliver them from their sins, Lord. Let them not die in their own sins, Lord. Moshabaya. Lemosantoka. Ah, for you said. Ah, Yakayabaraba. You do not delight in the death of the sinner. Ayabando Sota. Somebody lift your hand and call on God. Call on God. Pray for your cousins. Pray for your nieces. Pray for your nephews. Pray, Kabaraba, for your loved one. Pray for your boss. Pray for your employers. Pray. Lift up a Ayabaraba Santota. Lord of God. Ah, Kabarababa. I join the parents to pray for their children. I join the fathers to pray for their daughters and their sons. I join the mothers to pray for their sons and daughters. I join grandmothers to pray all oh, for their grandchildren. And I join children to pray for their parents. I join children to pray for their grandparents. Lord of oh God, we commit them unto your hands. Keep them, keep of Israel. Keep them, keep of Israel. Keep them, Lord. Keep them, Lord. Keep them, Lord. Let the grace of God that brings salvation appear in our homes, in our families. Hey, Lord of oh God. Let our family members not die in their sins. Let our aunties not die in their sins. Let our uncles not die in their sins. And Lord, we ourselves are until 
until we see your face. Keep us, Lord. Keep us, Lord. Keep us, Lord. Hey, Kabarabasante. Moto Santa Riande. Ma Kabarababosa. Yando Sota Barabaya. Hey, Kabando Rondili Bebele Bebe. Mo Kabarababa Santo Rondiliba. Hey, Kabakabando Rondiliba. Oh, somebody lift your voice and say, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Ma Santo Rondili Bebele Bebe. Oh, Kabando Tabarundi Libabariba. Eh, Kabando Roshikeba. Somebody lift your hands and say, Oh, yes, because he lives. Oh, yes, lift your voice and sing it. It's your prayer. I can Oh, because he lives. Let's go. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, fantastic. Are you feeling cold? The cold is here to come. So if you're already feeling cold, then you need to adjust yourself. Amen. Because I can feel people are quiet this morning. Okay, a time for us to take our offering. But before you take an offering, I want to read some scripture. Amen. Amen. To guide your giving. Hallelujah. 
fantastic. Do you know that nothing just happened? Nothing just happened. Things that you think that it just happened. No, somebody is in charge. Things don't just happen. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to exhort you and the theme of my exhortation is a handful of purpose. Tell somebody a handful of purpose. A handful of purpose. Hallelujah. That means that a hand is full, but there's a purpose. Hallelujah. Yeah, nothing just happened. God has a, 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 a purpose for your life. In fact, if time will permit, I would have shown you, you will never be depressed again. Yeah. The Bible says that we are God's masterpiece. In all that God created, human beings, we are his masterpiece. Turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter 2. It's a good name. I think the LP Ruth is called Ruth or something. Is she around? You should tell us where she got the name and the meaning of the name. Okay. Ruth is in the Old Testament. So those of us who have the New Testament today, I've got you. Can I, I want to read a bit, so allow me to read from the NLT. Ruth chapter 1, I'm reading from verse number, Ruth chapter 2, sorry. I'm reading from verse number 1. When I get tired, I will stop. It says, now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz. May you be wealthy and influential. Oh, I like it already. You can be wealthy and not influential. You can also be influential and not wealthy. But when the two combines, you are going somewhere. May you be described as this guy, Boaz. It's a good name. You can name your son, Boaz. Are you there? Who was a relative of Naomi's husband? Elimelech, are you there? One day, Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind anyone who is kind enough to let me do it. Verse, okay, Naomi replied, all right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grains behind the harvesters. And as it happened, she found herself working in the field of, in the field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. While she was there, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord be with you, the harvesters replied. I think it's a good greeting when you meet people instead of always good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Sometimes there's nothing good about the morning. Are, are you getting it? You don't know. You just woke up a lot of, on your mind. I think that is a good greeting. The Lord bless you. I said, the Lord be with you. Yeah, he said, the Lord be with you. And the response was, the Lord bless you. I think that is a good uh, prayer. 
Okay, the harvesters reply. Verse number five. Then Boaz asks his foreman, who is that young woman over there? Who, da, uh, who does she belong to? You know, even may, may people take notice of you. A wealthy and influential person is about to take notice of you. Uh, I don't have time. Let me continue. And the former replied, she is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes rest in the shelter. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, the wealthy influential man is coming closer to you now. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind a young woman working in my field. See which part of the field they are harvesting and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. (laughs) People are being commanded because of you. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. (laughs) What have I done to deserve such kindness? She asked. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied. But I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. I hope I continue to please you, sir, she replied. (laughs) You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me. Ladies, learn how to talk. Learn how to talk. When they give you compliment, instead of saying something nice, then you turn, then you just smile sheepishly, then you go. No, look at. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here and help yourself to some food. So uh, you can dip your bread in the saw uh, wine. So she sat with the harvesters and Boaz gave her some toasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let's her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her. Verse number 16, are you there? And pull out some heads of belly from the bundles and drop them on purpose. Are you there? Drop them on what? Purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. Look at how it is uh, said in verse number 16, King James. King James. 
the NLT says, and pull out some heads of belly from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. The, the King James says it this way. Can we read it together in King James? One, go. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. Hallelujah. Prosperity is on purpose. You see, so if you are, if you are Ruth and you are gathering and you see that there are grains all over the place, you will make the sign of the cross. You say, wow, look at it. But you don't know that it's a handful of papers. Tell somebody a handful of papers. Tell another person, God is in it. Tell another person, it's intentional. Your beauty is intentional. Your height is intentional. You know, God has a purpose in everything. Don't think that things just happened. Hallelujah. Hello. I'm, I'm telling you that, you know, some, that is why you cannot, you cannot be ignorant to think that you are who you are because you work hard. How did you come to have your face? How did you come to have your mentality? How can you learn in short time and you understand everything? You sit in class with other people, they teach and they don't understand. God has made you who you are. Hallelujah. It's a handful of papers. There is a reason for whatever is happening to your life. Amen. Yeah. Every good and every perfect in Bible says it comes from above. Even a man was able to tell his workers that leave a handful of people for her sake. Are you there? Yeah, so sometimes, you know, if you are not experienced, you may think that, oh, you are in charge of your life. No, there is a command. There is an instruction. There is a charge for angels to protect. There's an instruction for people to be good to you. There's an instruction for you to prosper. Hallelujah. And I see God leaving hands for purpose for you. Amen. You are doing things that must not. I mean, if they were gathering, he, 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 she could work the whole day and she wouldn't have anything. Yeah, she, he knew it. He knew that's so why he said that, you know what? Leave a hand for purpose for her. Some of the work you are doing, you are not supposed to make profit. <laughs> but God intentionally encourages you he intentionally encourages you to go on. Some of the mistakes that you have made, you should have been pregnant, you should have had HIV. There are things, but he just said that, just allow her to go. Just allow her. Play on, play on. You know, when you get a certain kind of referee who is officiating a football match, people don't enjoy it. Because anything, pipi. Free kick. It's like every ball to hand, penalty. That by sometimes you get a referee. That if it's not a, a, a bookable offense, he just said, play on. Play on. Rough tackle said, play on. Hallelujah. May God look into your situation. Where you yourself know you shouldn't do well, may things change. May God give you a handful of purpose. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? And I believe that this morning God is sending us handful of peoples in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Lift your offering and let us pray. Your tithes, whatever you are giving, lift it and let us pray. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you for the opportunity we have to give this morning. We give because we love you and we love you because you first loved us. Let a handful of people, things that we don't know you are doing for us, but we acknowledge that, Lord, you are preparing things for us to the extent that we'll be blessed, we'll be favored, and we'll come to where you need us to be. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We can do a lot better than that. Well, it is time for the word. Are we excited? Our pastor has already prophesied over us. God is fighting for us. Jesus lives and we can face tomorrow. Hallelujah. Well, help me to welcome our pastor, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. What a blessing. What an honor. Thank you for the privilege we have to be in your presence. Lord, we don't take it for granted. Lord, the grace to be alive and to be part of the living. We praise you. We worship you. Our prayer this morning is that please help us to fulfill all your purpose, all your will. For the reason for which you saved us, may we live to fulfill every one of it. Now, Lord, I pray that as your word comes, you grant us the spirit of understanding. That we understand with our hearts and not our mind. Please help us in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. Well, we have a very short time to be around, so let me go straight into the word of God. Amen. And those of you who are joining us on Facebook, can I hear loudest amen? <laughs> I can't hear. Your amen is not born again. Okay, so... When the preaching is coming, you should also say, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, last week we uh, shared a very important uh, message about why your soul is important. How many got to know your body parts? You notice that you are not just a piece of meat. There is more to you. Somebody sent me a message. said, Pastor, I did not know that the heart is our spirit. I thought that my spiritual heart is different from, and I was so confused, but after the preaching, I was, okay, hallelujah. This morning, we want to go into the word of God, and I want you to believe in the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we will, have to really try and do is to believe what God says. Because even science, human beings have been able to 
prove certain things. They've been able to tell us what is acid, what is alkaline, different things. And it works. Do, do you understand? That is what science is an attempt to explain what God has already done. It's not like they are telling us what there is. No, what there is is made by God. In fact, there's another theory that is uh, coming. You know, we have something called the standard theory that brought atom, uh, uh, protons, electrons. They are new, advanced one that is coming. They are trying to say, the scientists are amongst us, they said there's something called G2, Mo, G2. And when that one is higher, when it comes, it will disprove the standard things we have known about atom, electrons, and protons, and all that. Different things, theories. So even up to now, you get it. They are trying to understand what God has already done. Recently, I learned that the, 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 uh, a big telescope that they have made as they went to the moon in the uh, uh, ISS, the International uh, Space Station, they got some pictures, they saw 54 moons. I mean, things that they have not seen before. And God has not bothered to explain, tell man that there are things that I need you to understand. So it's very important for us to know that, look, you cannot use your life for experiment. Hello? Don't try to do that. Believe what God has said. Amen. And that is the easiest way to be wise. Hallelujah. This morning I want to share with you who will go to hell. <laughs> who will go to hell? Do you want to know? You know, I'm, and I'm very um, happy to share this with, with you. Listen to me. Don't join yourself to people who when you tell them the truth, they say you are judging me. No, 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 no. Be very careful. There are some people who don't want the truth. Now, when doctors tell you when you smoke, that smoking is harmful to your health, when you smoke, you can die. They write it even in the box. You don't tell them they are judging you. When they are telling you what will happen to you, you don't tell them they are judging you. But when a pastor tells you, what will happen to you? Then you say he's judging you. What is judgment in this? They can tell you that the way your, your uh, uh, BP is, when you continue this way, you are going to die. Change your diet. And you don't tell them they are judging you. In Malachi chapter 2, listen to this, verse number 17. Malachi chapter 2, verse number 17. Can we go there? Quickly, the Bible says, you have worried the Lord with your words. How have we worried him? You ask. You have worried him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight. You see, we have said that wrong is right and right is wrong. Say so we have worried the Lord. Because we have said there are people, evil people in churches, evil pastors, we are preaching. Evil. 
by saying that, can I continue? Yeah. Yeah. He said, by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight, and he is pleased with them, you have worried him by asking, where is the, uh, the God of justice? Hallelujah. So one of the things we need to do as a church, as people, is not to worry the Lord, not to say that evil is good. You know somebody is drinking, is humanizing, is doing bad things. And you will not, you will not tell the person to amend you. So you are just interested in the person's tithe and offering. Bring your tithe and bring your offering. You can die and go to hell. It's like you are not interested in the person's life. You are not interested in what will happen to the person. You are thinking about what you can get from the person. I'm trying. I'm trying. So I came just to tell you, I'm coming to mention who will go to hell. Then we'll close and go. And don't tell me I'm judging you. That's why I've started. Because that, that, that comment causes people not to tell you the truth. If that is judgment, telling somebody that when you get below 40% is fail. Is it judgment? Let's let think about it. Let's think about it. That if you don't get be above 40, it's fail. Is it judgment? It's not judgment. Or you are not going for classes. If you don't go for classes, you will fail. Is it judgment? Where did you learn this from? That when they tell you that a sinner will go to hell, you say you are being judged. They are judging you. When they tell you that you cannot fornicate, you say, why are you judging the poor girl? Why am I judging the poor girl? Why am I, am I judging you? When we tell you that you, if you did not do math, physics, and chemistry, you cannot do medicine, is it judgment? You have done accounting. Why do you want to go and do medicine? Is this judgment? So when I, we are telling you that if you are not born again, you will not go to it, is it judgment? Put that, that thing aside so that we can preach this morning. Are you getting it? Because I don't want you to feel that you are being judged. Am I preaching? If you want me to preach, then I will preach. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I want to know who will be in hell. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us clearly who will be in hell. And I must, as, a, as a, a preacher, it's my responsibility to tell myself and tell my, yeah, tell my congregation who will be in hell. In case you have one of them, then you change your ways. Because I don't want to see you in hell. Yeah. I don't want you to say that, can you tell my pastor that I'm here? No. No. We should all be in heaven. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to anybody? Yeah, so this preaching is very short because you can be coming to church Sunday after Sunday, weekday after weekday. We are having rehearsals. We are doing basantes. You are in the basanta. You are singing. You are dancing. You are doing. Hey, you need to be sure. You need to be sure that you are graduating to be, you will be in heaven. 
you need to be sure that you are not going to be in hell. Are you there? Luke chapter 16. I'm trying. Uh, why is my wife eyeing me? You want you to say something to me? You want you to say something? Are you in love with me? It's okay. It's okay. It's allowed. Hallelujah. Don't give me too much. You also get your own wife. Get your husband then. We also can get you. We can give you her. So Luke chapter 16. Let's read from verse number 19. Luke chapter 16, verse number 19. Are you there? Bible says, a certain, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. Are you there? Okay. And fed sumptuously every day. So how good or where you eat does not determine where you will be. The guy was eating at top restaurants. He said he fed sumptuously every day, not, I mean, occasionally. Not on his birthday, not on Christmas. Every day he was feeding himself sumptuously. Do you understand? It's like every day what he ate was like a party. Yeah, he had buffet every day, every kind of things. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of souls. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked the sauce, and it came to pass that the beggar died. You know, rich people live longer than poor people because some rich people are able to buy the medication. Yeah. If you look at the world, the life expectancy in Japan is 100. When you come to the poor countries, 38, 42. I mean, if you, 45, that's why you, when you see the obituary, say, what a shock. Gone too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. <laughs> Even without COVID, the, the uh, people were dying more. Are you there? But Bible said the beggar was the first to die. Are you there? It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Are you there? The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes and being in torment. And seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So right here, we can see that there is some rich guy in hell. So many rich people will go to hell. That's the first list. I'm not the one saying it. The Bible is saying the rich people. But you need to, I'm not judging at all. But you need to be happy because Abraham was also in heaven. Are you there? Abraham was rich. Bible says, and Abraham was rich in cattle, in silver, in I mean sheep. Abraham's riches is spoken about. I will show you a scripture. Abraham was very rich, and he was in heaven. 
So you don't go to hell because you are rich. And you don't go to heaven because you are poor. So you, you can deny yourself of the riches of this world and still go to hell. Lazarus was not in Abraham's bosom because he was uh, uh, poor and full of souls. You, you also want to develop souls and become a beggar in order to go to heaven. No, that is not how to go to heaven. You can be rich like Abraham and still end up in heaven. At least we know that Abraham was in heaven. And not only that, but even a portion of heaven was named after him in Abraham's bosom. Whatever it means, like Abraham's avenue, Abraham's streets. May your name, not just, may you just not go to heaven, but let a place in heaven be named after you. Amen. So the Bible is telling us right here that there was a rich man in hell. And there was also a rich man in heaven. I don't know which one you want to choose, but if I were you, I want to be a rich person who will be in heaven. Hallelujah. Are you there? The Bible says that it is difficult. It is difficult for a rich man to go to heaven than for a camel to enter into the eye of another. Because in this world, many rich people don't want to do the right things. Many rich people want to cheat others. Many rich people want to do the bad things. When is it the purpose of the prosperity of the riches are forgotten? Hello? The church is quiet. The reason why many rich people are going to go to hell is not because they are rich. In fact, when you read the Trinum Bible, it says that he is the one who gives us the power to get rich. Bible said that God delights in the prosperity of his people. Amen. Yeah. It said, I mean, he will, he will bless us. He will bless us. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh what? Rich and added no. So why? If riches is not good, God wouldn't say that he will, he will bless us. Adam was a billionaire. Adam owned everything. Everything in the world, there was nobody. I mean, everything was for him. One man, everything was for him. Everything was for Adam. And he could still fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Yeah, so you need to understand that a certain kind of behavior, when you are rich, can turn you. You know, sometimes when people get rich, they want to change who they are. Now, no matter who you are, you cannot be too big for God. You may be a manager, you may be a manageress, you may be an accountant. You see, when it comes to God, don't bring your titles. Don't, when it comes to, don't try and be like, you can do that at your workplace. You can do that at your office. Because the people, they don't know who you are. But God is the one who breathes that breath into your nostrils. He's the one who can undo, he can just make you, you know, computer, there's always something called undo. Do you understand? When you do something and you don't want it, you just click undo and you see that it's 
God can undo you. I'm telling you. God can undo your beauty. He can undo um, even your height. He can undo. You, you may think that uh, how can a tall person become short? God can undo you. I'm telling you, there's nothing he cannot do. And that is one of the things that God doesn't, God doesn't like people who boast about things he's giving them. Yeah. It happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, I will make you, I will make you to eat grasses like oxen. And I will drive you from the human society. And I will let you join the donkeys and the horses and the cows. And I will, I will let you, it's a human being, I will let you grow feathers. I will, yeah. And why? He said, until you learn, you learn to respect God. Until you begin to say that the most high God rules in the affairs of men. All that God is saying that you, I have blessed you, I have made you a king. Everybody, I respect you, reverence you. Okay, but don't bring that, that towards me. That is all that God was telling. And he's still saying that you can enjoy life, do it. But when it comes to me, you, you, you need to behave well. Hallelujah. That is how come rich people go to hell. Because when people get rich, it gets into their minds. Some people, when they become rich, they forget that they are human beings. They begin to think that they are, they are riches. Even some people, when... I mean, they think that they, I, I don't know, that whether they are their profession or, they, they, they change. Hallelujah. So, Bible says that there was. Yeah. Bible says, and they shall drive thee from man. It's talking about Nebuchadnezzar. And thy dwelling shall be with beasts of the field. And they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. And they and they shall wed thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee. Till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The reason why all this problem came to Nebuchadnezzar is that he was proud. He did not want to respect God. Riches, power, fame, beauty, glory, it was getting into the guy's mind. And God said that I still want you to know that I rule in the affairs of. Hallelujah. That's when we say the Lord's prayer, when we are ending, the portion that is very nice to me said, Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Don't touch God's power. Don't touch his glory. And the tithe which he used in building his kingdom, also don't touch it. Yeah, you see, many people don't understand when he said, thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. You don't know what it relates to. The kingdom is built with the tithes. So when you don't tithe, you are touching his kingdom. Glory. That one you know. Bible says he shared his glory with no one. Are you there? Yeah. And thine is also the power. That's why power is the thing which makes you able to do whatever you want. Yeah, that's why he said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. 
if you want to, I mean, revenge on people, it means you are very powerful. Yeah, that's what God said. No, no, leave that one to me. The power belongs to me. Mine is the kingdom. The power and the glory. Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. He can revenge. He can. That's why he said, don't, don't avenge on yourself. Don't try and, no, don't take the power into your hand. Leave things to me. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah. I predict that God is going to prosper you. I predict that God is going to make you wealthy. Yeah, like Boaz, you will be wealthy and influential. But please, when you become wealthy, that is not a time you will say you are changing your church. That should not be the time you say that you cannot wait to see your pastor. That is not when you are fixing meeting on Sunday mornings. It's not Sunday morning that you say you are going to play golf. You are fixing a meeting. No. I'm just telling you, who will be in hell? Who will be in hell? And you know that God doesn't even mind the rage because he gives us everything. Everything we have belongs to him. So the first one, many rich people will be in hell. Mercy. In Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, verse number 21 and 22. Okay, let me read from verse number 20. Matthew chapter 19, verse number 20. The Bible says, The young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth, are what like I yet. When Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. 22. Bible says, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great what? Possessions. He had great riches. Then verse number 23. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was, I mean, can you believe that God has come in person? When God was moving around as the son of God, Jesus, he had 100% retention. He caught fishermen. They left their parent, they left their uh, canoe or boat or ship, and they followed. Anyone. But when he caught a rich man, the power, you see, many people don't understand the power that Jesus had to talk to not Bible says he was giving the spirit without measure. That was how much power was upon him. And yet, even we, we call people to be born again and they become born again. And the level of anointing that was speaking to a rich man that did not listen to. He said, no. That is why I said that. How hardly shall a rich man enter? 
the riches were more. One man said that he did not. You see, the Bible said that for he had what? Great possession. One man said that great possession had him. He did not have the possession. The possession had him. So the possession, the things did not allow him to go. Are you there? And you can see that heaven is far more than, I mean, what, what is riches? The streets are made of gold. The streets are made of gold. That's why if it were today, pastor, who said that, bring, originally I said that we were going to be 12 apostles. But because you are rich, bring your money and partner with us. You are going to be the 18th apostle. Or wait, one is going to die. When he died, then you will fit him. But Jesus told him, he said, go and sell all your possession. Give it to the poor and you will have great riches in heaven. You will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Hallelujah. Elisha. When Elijah called him, he was a rich man. He had oxen. He was doing business. He had 12 articulators, 12 buses, whatever it is. He was a businessman. But Elijah told him, divide it, boil everything, throw a party, give it to the orphanage, and come and follow me. That's why we, we hear of the double portion. That is why we hear of the double portion. He left everything, the riches, everything. He just left it. Will you be able to come to church this morning as it is called if you had the latest Bentley? What is the latest car you want? You want a Range Rover. You are, you, your bank account is breathing. <sighs> And you have accommodation in Constantia or Century City or Bishop's Court. You, you have everything. Will you leave the comfort of your room and come and be in the court? Will you leave? I mean, you have uh, things. These are the things that makes rich people go to hell. Because they don't, they cannot, they are held by what they have. They are held by the possessions. So the first group of people who will be in hell is rich people, many rich people. In fact, the rich man said, when you read further, he said, I have five brothers. I have five brothers who will also come here. I'm not the one, the rich man. Let's read and you see. He said, Father Abraham, send somebody into my father's house because I have what? Five brothers who will also come here. Oh, yeah, so many rich people, he know that five more are going to join. Because the rich people have a way of thinking. They don't respect pastors. They don't honor pastors. So the rich man was saying, that, I know, I know our type. I know how we think. I know how we don't esteem the things of God and we don't reverence and we don't respect when we see pastors and we think that you are all psychophants and thieves and uh, drop out of school. You don't have anything to do. That is why you take the Bible and begin to talk about God. We know you. If you don't know, you cannot do business, you couldn't do science, then you take a Bible and you say you are a preacher. 
that is how rich people we think. And I know that my five brothers will end up here. So please send somebody to save. Rich man was preaching from hell. Send somebody. Why was he so sure that his five brothers were going to come there? Because, you know, he was once a rich man. He knows what affects rich people. When God prosper you, may, you see, the, 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 the reason why you will be rich and still make it is when you remain. When you remain. When you remain small in your own sight. When you still have your pastor. Yeah, one day I told a, a guy that nobody can talk to you. I'm the only one who can tell you sit down. Yeah, he, he, he had come to a place and he said he wanted to leave the church. I said, do you think that when you go to any church, the pastor who just saw you, you already driving, does he have what it takes to even instruct you? So, Pastor, it's not likely. I said, yeah. So, I'm the only one who can tell you, you cannot do this to your wife. Stop this. Calm this. So, when you leave, that will be your end. Yeah? Rich people, they think in a certain way. So, as we are praying secretly in our hearts that God should prosper us, God should make us rich. I pray for you that riches will not have you. That you will not set your love very soon and soon and very soon. I promise you, everything we have, we will leave it. Bible says we came into this world with nothing. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. You will never be able to take anything with you. You will leave the bank account behind. You will leave the car behind. You will leave the dresses behind. You will leave the passport behind. You are so proud when you take your passport and you see a lot of visas and stamp. You have traveled the world. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't, whether you are sleeping on waterbed or you are sleeping on a mat. Whether your car, you speak it, you speak to it to start or you need to start it with key. It doesn't matter. Time comes, you notice that, you know, sometimes the influence, the corridors of power, where you move, what you can do, makes you, it enters into. That's why God, was talking to this young man to come and follow him. And he did not. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Bible says, and the young rich man went away sorrowful. Sorrowful because he was thinking about, if, if I go and saw all my things, say, hey, I'm used to a certain kind of life. I cannot travel first class any longer. I'm going to wear black shoe with red dress. I'm going to wear black shoe with green how are things going to be when I give it all? Yeah, because when you get used to riches and the luxury and the flamboyance and the things, the bourgeois, you notice that you, you don't want to. There are people here, you know God has called you. You are not even here rich. But you have seen poverty. You have seen poverty and you have made a sign of the cross. Inside your heart. You did not do it physically, but it's within you than me. I, I, I'm running away from poverty. So because of that, you don't even want to respond to the call of God. Yeah. You have a vision to get 
the latest Audi or BMW or what? Ferrari, Maserati or Porsche or you want to get Tesla to be the latest, the first person to have yeah, Tesla in South Africa. I imported electric vehicle from them. The first person to, it's okay. You want to have your own jet, it's okay. But when God bless you with all these things, please, please, don't become proud towards God. Yeah, if you like, I'm giving you the opportunity to be proud towards your employees. Yeah, but when it comes to God, because look, it says, he said to Nebuchadnezzar, I will let you eat grass, you'll be surprised. He, the guy came out of his room. He then never slept in his palace any longer. He was, he joined the, what do you call it? The animals over there, the cattle, the oxen. He was not eating with fork and knife in it. All because of pride. May that not be your portion. And God says that until you learn, you learn. Until you respect me that I am the one who has made you so. That I rule in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. May you be like Abraham. In the name of Jesus. That your prosperity and your riches will not take you to hell. Amen. Amen. Number two. I'm trying. Number two. Wicked people will go to hell. (laughs) Wicked people will go to hell. Psalm 9 verse number 17. If you want to know where it is, it's in this book, chapter 17, I think. You will see it right there. Wicked people will go to hell. Are you in Psalm 9, verse 17? Okay. Let's read it together. One, go. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Mercy. Tell somebody the wicked shall be turned to hell. Let's find out who is the wicked. What, is, what does it mean? Who is the wicked? If you have a dictionary, find out who, what is wicked. <laughs> Hello? Are you here? You know, we read this, but we may pass on it. It's like the wicked is somebody else. But you need to know who is wicked. Like I said, when you don't understand a word, it means you don't understand the whole, what does it mean to be wicked? It means to be evil or morally what? Wrong. I'm not the one. I'm, you are telling me what it means to be. So as you are sleeping with somebody that has not been, you've not been given permission to, Is it not morally wrong? 
I'm, I'm trying to find out who is this wicked that they are talking about. Don't tell me I'm judging you. The wicked will be turned to hell. Evil. You have, you have planned a lie about somebody. You've gone to say things about people. Is it not evil? Somebody has not done this. You have gone to say that he has done that. You've gone to accuse. Is it not evil to say that white is red and red is green? I mean, what is evil? What you have not seen, you said you have seen. Is it not morally wrong? I want to find out what is wicked. What other definition do we have? What? Playfully mischievous. Playfully. Playfully. Playfully mischievous. You are playing with the heart of the sisters in the church. Playfully mischievous. You know the lady is in love with you. You are wasting her time. You have told her you love her. Meanwhile, you love somebody playfully. Playfully mischievous. Playfully hugging people and playing with their breasts. Playfully. Playfully. One day I, 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 I had an usher. I had to suck her. I said, him, sorry. I had to suck her. I said, go and sit somewhere. When people were falling and she's catching them, she catches them with, from, from, from the breast. It's like when somebody is falling, they sh- ah! I said, go ahead and sit down. Foolish boy, go ahead and sit down. Although you are, you are catching the person. Then you are catching the person with her breast. It's like it's your opportunity to feel. I'm very, I'm, I'm only time ashes come, I'm always looking at them. Sure. Sometimes I say, leave them, leave them and go back. I don't want any. Playfully mischievous. They come, hey. How can one hug last five minutes? What the, <laughs> playfully mischievous. Playing with the... You know, you know, lady, you know the guy has a software. You, you, are, you, you have deceived the guy. You deceived the guy. Playfully. You have sent him here. Up and there. You know that you don't love him. You're wasting his time. You are teasing him. I'm, I'm not the one saying, no. who is the wicked that they are talking about? Who is this person? As you go to this person and eat her rice, he has done part for you. Money that she needs to use for her, uh, her school fees. She has used to cook pap, pap and uh, what do you call some leaves. For in the name that you propose to him, her. You have eaten her food for three semesters. Hey! Hey! You are wicked. Meanwhile. 
while you have a wife and children somewhere. Who will go to hell? The wicked. I mean, I'm not the one. Let's try and find who is the wicked. What other definition do we have? Come again. Unprincipled. Actually, unprincipled. You have double standards. You have double standards. When you know the person, there is one set of rules for this person. And you have another set of rules for another person. We just need to check our lives. I'm talking about who will go to hell. So maybe you are thinking that the wicked is somebody who is being manufactured somewhere. The wicked is being produced on a factory line. Like unprincipled. Unprincipled. Why even as a shepherd, you visit only people who can give you coke. Strategic visitation. Even when you are winning souls, you see some people say, no, this is not a good soul to win. Then you pass. This one too is not a good. You are looking for nice winnable souls that have a benefit. There is something that I learned recently. They said there's something called understanding. Students you meet, they are married or they are in a relationship, but when they come to school, they have understanding with somebody. The person knows that we are not going to, you are not my uh, beloved. I'm not going to marry you. You are also bad. We have understanding. Are you not wicked? I'm coming to town. I said, I'm coming to town. Are you not wicked to have understanding? What is the other definition? What? Cheeky. How many of us are cheeky? You are saucy. You answer. I even don't know how to do it. You are cheeky. You are saucy. Wicked. How many are understanding the word wicked? Does it include you? Let's change our ways. What's the next definition? Naughty. Naughty. To be wicked means to be naughty. To be saucy. And uh what again? Something something harmful or undesirable. I I don't know. I'm I'm just reading the meaning because I read my Bible, it said that wicked people will go to hell. And I want to know who is the wicked. You are a lady here. You you have three boyfriends. And you say that you also want to practice polygamy or what? I don't know what you are doing. <laughs> you have polyandry or something. <laughs> are we done? What's the other? 
cruel. You are cruel or in an evil way. Are you, how can you sit down and man invent a lie about somebody? How can you sit down? You are the thought. You think about your thoughts concerning people in your life. Why are you thinking so evil about people? Why are you thinking that this person shouldn't do well? Why are you thinking that this person shouldn't uh, succeed? This one, the marriage shouldn't work. This one, no. That thought, that thought, you need to understand that it's taking you somewhere. It's taking you somewhere. And if you know, our thoughts are more important than even your actions. Yeah. Because when the thought is deep down your heart, I'm telling you, wicked. Number three. I'm trying. The third group of people who will be who will go to hell is those who have forgotten God and those who don't acknowledge God. The same scripture we are reading. It said that wicked will be turned to hell. And, and all the nations that forget God. All the nations that forget God. Hallelujah. Have you forgotten God? Not only that you were wicked, but you have forgotten. You have forgotten how life used to be. You have forgotten how you used to pray. You have forgotten how God has brought you to be where you are. And you don't acknowledge God. You become a God on your own. You are your own God. Those who forget. Yeah. Not that you have even forgotten your, your, your uh, teacher. But God himself. You have forgotten about, and you don't even acknowledge him. There was a president. That when he was becoming president of the U.S., all of us were happy. First black person to become. When he became a president, he did not even thank God. He thanked his children. He thanked dogs and everything. He never mentioned. Yeah. That's when I got to know the name of the pet was called Boo. Thank God. For, uh, he did not even mention God. His children and the dog. Not the mention of the... Meanwhile, before he became president, some of us were very, very happy. But from that day, when he was giving the speech, acceptance speech to be a president, he did not mention God was thanking dogs and this. I said, hey, <laughs> have we bagged the wrong horse? No matter what it is, somebody who forgets God, somebody who don't acknowledge God, you are going to marry such a person? But we, are, we are talking about people who go to hell. If you read Romans chapter 1, the Bible says that when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. And they did not want to retain their knowledge. They did not want to retain or maintain the knowledge of God in their life. That is how, yeah, God, the Bible says he gave them over to a republic mind. To do those things that were uh, uh, dishonoring. 
So the fact that you don't pray when you go to bed, you wake up, you don't pray, you eat, you don't pray, you travel, you don't pray. Where is God in your life? You are talking. Are you? You think about it. How can a whole week go? You don't say anything, even thank you to God. You don't pray. You don't appreciate God. When you are talking, you don't say, oh, if God wills or if by the grace of God. Where is God in your life? Those who don't acknowledge God and those who have forgotten about God. Hallelujah. God must have a permanent place in your life. Amen. Are you there? In Psalm 14, verse number one, the Bible says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. You, you have not said that there is no God, but you don't acknowledge him. You don't pray to him. You don't ask anything. <laughs> Number four, the pompous, the mighty, and proud, the chief ones of this earth will also go to hell. This is the fourth group. Those who are pompous, the mighty, the proud, and the chief ones of this earth will go to hell. Isaiah chapter 14. I'm reading from verse number 9 to 11. Are you there? Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirred up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vows, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. Amen. Look at it. It said, Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Is describing hell. Hell is a place and it's also a person. Another time we'll talk about it. Yeah. Hell is a place and it's a person. Death is also like it's a condition and it's also a spirit. It's a person. Yeah. If you have seen any wicked person dying, that will be screaming, hey, hey, they are coming. They are coming. They are here. They are. Hell and death. Sometimes death holds you, and when death finishes, it hands you over to hell, and hell will drag you to. Yeah. That's why the Bible said that hell from beneath has moved to come and meet you at the reception to take you to the place. May that never be our story. May we be like the one who died, and angels took him straight to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm talking about who will be in hell. Who will go to hell? The pompous. Who are the chief ones in this earth? Where is Princess Dinah? I mean, we, we respect the presidents of this world. We have um, big names. 
We have big politicians, big names, the chief ones, and often they don't fear God. Often they don't love God. Often they even want to feel like they are God themselves. Yeah. The chief ones, the proud, the, those who are pompous. Bible says, all these kind of people, your aspiration shouldn't be to become so pompous that you forget about God to go to hell. I'm talking about who will be in hell? My prayer is that you will not be in hell. Are you there? Because let me tell you, none of us here, maybe you've not thought about it, some of you, if you even went to a prison, not even prison, counter back, police station, every police station has a counter back. If you go to counter back, you see that you, you, you yourself, you feel that you don't belong there. You want your freedom. People in a place changes the place. If you go to Postmo, there's a maximum security prison right here in Cape Town. Tokai area, you see. Postmo, hardened criminals. Hardened criminals. And when they are describing the things that happen over there, you will notice that you wouldn't want to be there. You, you yourself, you wouldn't want to be there. Bishop tells a story of a, a, a young man who went to jail, prison at the age of 21. When he was released, he was 36. He said he was talking to him in church. And as he was talking, the guy was looking all over. So I said he was behaving abnormally. So I said, what, what is wrong? And he said, I'm sorry for my behavior. And as he was talking, he was looking around. He said, I'm, I'm very sorry for my behavior. He said, what is it? He said, Pastor, I went to prison when I was 21. And I, I, I'm 36 now. I'm just coming. Up. I said, in prison, there are wicked people. You are always need to look over your shoulder because they will attack you from behind. Said so they will catch you and rape you. They will, said, yeah. Said so they will be attacking you. You all said, I'm telling you, terrible things. That is in prison. And prisons on this earth is like five-star hotel compared to hell. Prisons on earth here is a far better place than to think of hell. You wouldn't want to. Are you here? So I know that I know that we don't want to go to hell. So please let us put ourselves together and love God and serve God and do the things you have us to do. Hallelujah. Are you here? Number four, who will be in hell? The beasts. And the first prophet will be in hell. The beast. The beast is the Antichrist. Now, many people don't understand when we speak about the Antichrist. Already, as we are talking, the spirit of the Antichrist is already around. The Bible says, anyone who says, okay, that Christ has not come in the flesh, that spirit is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit that opposes the things of God. So that's the spirit of Antichrist. But there's also going to be a manifestation, a person who the Satan will give his power, everything to like a world politician to begin to turn everything around after the rapture. It's going to manifest big time. Bible says such person is going to be there and false prophet in Revelation chapter 19, verse number 20. Bible says, and the beasts, 
was taken, and with him was the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Hallelujah. So hell is made for wild, wild creatures. The false prophets, the beast, the antichrist. This, this is, I mean, will you want to live in residence, your residence, your community? Are these the people you want to be in house with? Your neighbor, the neighbors in hell, are these wild creatures? Then number six, the devil himself also will be there, the devil. The devil also will be in hell. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 10. Bible says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, which uh, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. You, you, you are even afraid of darkness. When you see a cockroach, you are running away. Even when you see, what do you call it? A snake. Not physically, in a television. When you see a snake, you run away. Not that the snake is physical, but it's like the way the snake is moving even on the television. You are afraid of it. And the Bible said that this one is called the old serpent. You want to be in a place. You see the, the, his tail. I, I don't want to be there. Lord, help us. You want to be living in the same place with snakes. With the dragon. Somebody open his mouth, there will be fire coming. Somebody with a tail. A dragon. Different things. I don't think that in your mind you want to go here. That is why you need to do something about it. Hallelujah. Are you here? The last one, and we are out of here, is anyone whose name is not in the book of life. Anyone whose name is not in the book of life. You may not be proud. You may not be a palm. You may not be one of the chief ones in this earth. You may not be wicked. You may not have forgotten about God. You may be. But you did not receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You know, we don't go to heaven because we are good. We go to heaven because we receive Jesus Christ. And people don't go to hell because of just wickedness. Because they fail to receive Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So in Revelation chapter 20 verse number 15, look at it. Bible says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. May your name be found in the book of life. I said, may your name be found in the book of life. That is why anytime we are doing the prayer over here, we say, please, Jesus, write my name in the book of life. Hallelujah. A book, the name of a book tells you what is in the book. 
Accounting book contains accounting. Chemistry book has chemistry. Economics book have. So when they open the book of life, it has those who have life. Hallelujah. May your name be in the book of life. I say, may your name be in the book of life. Whatever it is, at the end, may your name appear in the book of life so that you will not be in hell. Bible says, whosoever, whosoever was not found written in the book of life. People come to church when it is time for us to pray together, they say, well, another time. People come to church when it is time for them to declare to Jesus that they, will, they accept him and they will follow him. You say, oh, today is not a good day. We'll do it another time. Don't be like the worm. My grandmother told me. He said the worm said he's waiting a little while before he will go for his eye. And after now, he's not going for his eye. Don't be like a worm. Always waiting. Oh, they said all the creatures, even the crab, all the things God created had lined up. This is a story my grandmother told me when I was growing. So all the things that God created, the animals, they lined up. We're going for their eyes. This one they go, then God will give them there. When he came to the tent of the worm, he so said, I'm waiting for a while. I will go later. And up to now, the worm doesn't have an eye. And it's always moving. He's always moving. Hitting his head against him to find how to move. Let us not be like a worm. That he said, I will be born again later. When is later? There's no later. Now is the time. Hallelujah. I said, now is the time. Even if you've been coming to church and you are not sure whether your name is in the book of life, now is the time. Hallelujah. Who will be in hell? I pray that you will not be in hell. I pray that when you see yourself heading towards hell, we will be humble enough to take a U-turn. Hallelujah. Yeah, go away from our wickedness and not forget our God. Yes, and acknowledge him and also ask him to write our names in the book of life. May the Lord bless your life. Yeah, may the Lord cause you ah, to, be, to, be, to be with him when all is said and done in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and as I was thinking about it, there's nothing better for me to tell you this morning than to ask you to re-examine yourself. Re-examine yourself. The reason why we come to church every Sunday, do you know that you did not get born again to get money? You got born again so that you can go to heaven. And after you've gotten born again, you need to re-examine yourself whether the purpose of your salvation, you are maintaining it. Who will go to hell? Hallelujah. Just as people go to school, and they find friends and they find and they forget that they are in school for a purpose. And sometimes they fail the exam. It happens also in church. People come to church. And they can, even some people come to church to find boyfriends and girlfriends in church. Yeah. They come to church and they find other uh, uh, we smokers. Yeah, the church, you come as you are, but you change as you come. 
Hallelujah. Yeah, come as you are. You don't need to change. Come as you are, but when you come, allow God to change you. Hallelujah. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you. May it be well with you. May your name be in the Lamb's book of life. May you never be thrown into hellfire. May you not be with the beasts and with the false prophets and with the devil, with the wicked and those who are going to be in hell. I pray that our portion will be Jesus Christ. That when all is said and done, we will find life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.